0: Thank you once again for showing up to our wonderful podcast, Execute with Mr. Results. Now, this is a really good episode. We have Sherby Andre coming on the show today, right? This is the guy who had the viral video of him retiring his wife. Find out how he did it. I'll talk to you soon. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Execute with Mr. Results. We have our esteemed guest, Sherby Andre, CEO of everything. We're gonna get to the things that he's CEO of right now. Thank you so much for joining us today. Happy New Year, bro. Happy New Year, Welcome to too. the show. I appreciate you giving us your time. Let's wrap. There's a, there's a lot to talk about, yes. Mr. Andre. There's a, a lot to talk about. Now, one of the first guests we had on the show was your beautiful, wonderful wife, yeah. um, Kathy. Um, so, once that interview happened, you knew this was coming. Because she was probably one of the best interviews we had so far. So we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna get the elephant out the way. Okay. Your video went viral. You retired your wife at the age of 27 for her birthday and Christmas. We need to talk about that journey. Okay. Because on Instagram, right, it looks like it just happens overnight. Yeah. And one thing she said, and I was like, Sherby, I was like, um, Kathy, how long did that journey take? That video that was posted, she's like, that took seven years. It took for that to happen. So and she, she gave me her version of that. I want you to walk us through, you know, seven years ago, what flipped, what turned, what was that journey to bring you where you are now, where you're running multiple businesses. We're going to talk about your businesses and everything that you do. But with this show, we want to talk about freedom, mindset. So let's talk about that real quick. Mindset that changed your life a decade ago.
1: Um, so we all, we all know going to the Haitian community, your, your parents all they talk about is go, ahead, go to school, get good grades, get a right. job what. So so that's why I went, the only reason I went biochemistry when I started school yeah, was just for that.
0: Right. Because all, so yeah. all we knew. That's all we knew. Mm-hmm. I saw
1: the pharmacist making a lot of money. I was like, that's the way I wanted to do it. Right. So once I saw somebody making, for the first time I met a Haitian man that was making over six figures, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, that's all I want to do is make six figures. So my whole goal coming out of college is to find a job that makes six figures. Mm-hmm. So that, that's all, So everything I did, if it wasn't going to be involving that, I chased that. Right. My friend Renard went to went to Penn State, and he uh, while he was up there, he met a guy named Dan Larson.
0: Mm-hmm. They
1: connected, and he Dan Larson introduced uh, Renaud to the Amway Corporation. Okay. Renard calls me. They actually didn't even call me, cause I was so scared. I was so honed in with the mindset my parents told me. Right. When he was telling me he wanted to do business, I actually t- uh, called Renard. I was like, "Yo, you need to let that go. But, yo, you about to be an engineer? I'm about to be a doctor. All that stuff don't matter. Like, yo, that's wow. what you going to do." And um it's crazy that when it tells you, like, man, be careful who you share your dream with, when they don't answer the monster, they can knock you down. This is one of my best friends. I wasn't doing it trying to knock him down. That's heavy. It was just like I really was focused on getting getting that done. But when I came back after I graduated, and uh people tell me when I was doing this business, I called Renault, like, hey, what's this business that you're doing? He's like, Don't worry about it. He told me don't and he he told me don't worry about it, he didn't even wanna tell me about it. I'm like, what you mean you want to tell me? I'm like, all right, forget this. I got in my car. I drove to his house, like I know your mom, so I knocked on the door, I was like, I'm not leaving to you tell me what's going on.
0: Oh, really?
1: Yeah. So, like, mind you, he's, like, he's only been part of this program for, like, maybe th- three months. Right. And when we sat down, we were going through it. And um, all I remember seeing was a, there was a level in the business that we're talking about man, making $60,000 a year passively.
0: And that's all, that's all you needed to hear.
1: I was, at the time, I was making 42000 All I saw was, oh, I could quit my job.
0: Yeah, I can make sixty passive. Passive mean you are not working for yeah, it. You set
1: it up, you can do it. Set
0: it up and it's coming. But you're working forty hours a week to make forty thousand. Exactly. I like this better. So keep going. So
1: when we sat there, we we, we talked about it. Like it took three hours, mm-hmm. and I sat there. We dissected it. Like I I swear, if Renault was not somebody that was like believed in what he knew, uh huh, I I could have like scared him away from something crazy. For that journey in time, so after he introduced us to the company, and um, the, I remember our first conference. That, that's what made, made it change. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to the first conference. They always do what's called his lifestyle videos when they introduce a the speaker. Mm-hmm. And a lifestyle video is like, these guys are 25, 26, 27, completely retired. And, and I'm, I was blown away with it. They were live, they were, they, I didn't believe that was possible because my whole thing in retirement wasn't, wasn't money for me. Mm-hmm. Retirement was an age thing.
2: Mm-hmm. And for the first time, I, I had somebody
1: sit there and explain to me, uh, retirement is not, a, is not an age thing. It's a money thing. thing. It's a a finance. The reason why people keep working is not because they're of their age. They keep working because they need the money. Because they need the money. They're not set up yet. So what if you could find an equation that solved the money problem? Would you retire? And then one of the questions one of my friends told me, he was like, listen, do you think Beyonce is retired? Hmm,
0: that's a good question. Me, I would say Beyonce is retired.
1: She's doing what she loves now. There you go. Yeah. So here's the difference. She is retired because Beyonce is getting paid. Oh. For, for for music as she did in oh. Destiny's child in Destiny's child yeah. totally different
0: 20 years ago so
1: it, here's the difference the, the the difference was the mindset like i, I had, it changed my mindset from learning how to make money currently mm-hmm. to figuring out how to make mo- the work i did last year pay me for the next 5 years Come on, man. You see where this podcast is going already? This no. is it's <laughs> heavy. You, you're dropping the gems already. So Go ahead. The, the moment when, when that thought process started changing, so now we, we, I, I'm seeing people as retired young. I'm seeing people talking about the opportunity to really live your life you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, it's one of two things, man. That you're either going to get scared and run away, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or you're going to man up and be like, you know, I want part, I want to figure it out. So when you're around that kind of environment, mm-hmm. you're going to pick it up. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden, my whole goal wasn't to make $100,000 anymore, it was to find a way to me buy back my time. I was no longer in the game of trying to figure out how to make money, but how to find and get back my time. And when you when you get back your time, you you all going them be free. Right, right, right. So being around that, when I saw it, and then when me and Kathy started dating, we started putting things together. And then, man, ladies have visions. Like they they, they Kathy had the dreams, all the things she wanted to do. Right, right, right. My dream was just like making making the money and doing making what I wanted money, to do. Yeah. With her having the dreams and, the, and all the stuff she's talking about, she forced me to kind of look at things differently. It was never about just making a quick buck. It was all about like setting it up for her, for the next generation, and then everything, everything after that, everything that we did, we we knew we had to make more money, momentarily, mm-hmm. but we need to find a way to buy back our time, and replace it. Got you. So all that seven years when we went from the ups and downs, we start, we did our business, things went great, we made good money with it. Things went bad, we lost money with it. What we started understanding with businesses, man, the more risk you willing to take, the more money, money you can make. Can make yeah. Anything that gives you security, they, you're not gonna make what you want to make. So right. that's why the CEOs always make more money.
0: Right. They're the gamblers. They're the, the risk takers. There,
1: there you go. So let,
0: let me ask you something. So um, I brought this story up also with your wife when, remember when I ran into you, Cherry Hill Mall? Yeah. And I was like, Whoa. I remember that. I was like, where have you been? Yeah. I remember when I saw you, it was just you and her. Like you guys shut down social media. You guys were ghosts, right? And then when you popped back up, it was just a different level of mentality. Yeah. When you guys were shut down, right, mm-hmm. what were you guys doing? What were you building?
1: So we had to shut down because I, I, I know for me, I have FOMO. Mm-hmm. I have a fear of missing out. Right, right. So if I'm on social media and I see everybody traveling,
2: Don't yo. Come.
1: that not Where's, it, my, where's it, it, the invite? Yeah. It, it burns me up because I, I want to be there. Right, right, right. So like, I had to get away from all that stuff because I had to focus for that moment. So during that time, all I, all we did was, was work on ourselves. Man, like the success you're going to create, like I, I, my mentor always used to tell me this, man. You got to read at a pace, not for where you are or where you're going to be. So if, if you plan on leading 100 people, you got to read now when you're not leading 100 people. But you mm-hmm. got to read now as if you're leading 100, 100 people. So when you when you're in front of 100 people, you already know what to say. So the whole time, we, that's what we was doing we were the self development. Well, we was working on our finances, make mm-hmm. sure that we you know we budget ourselves to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And We was reading a lot of books. You mm-hmm. know, like I, in college, I never read any books, but outside of my textbooks. But the challenge is that a lot of your textbooks already teach you how to be work workers.
0: How to be a worker? Yeah.
1: So all these different books I was reading from like Miles Monroe from you know uh, Dale Carnegie, from. Uh, uh, think and Grow Rich from uh, my, my Robert Kiyosaki. So mm-hmm. th- my mentor was giving me book, giving me and Kathy books and books and books and books. But here's what it was: It would just change our thought process. We have to uh, we have to flood ourselves with a lot of good input, mm-hmm. so that we could, so that we, the more input you put in, the more the better output you have. Right. So we had 22 years at that point of all this worker programming. Mentality. Yeah. I had for you for you to deprogram. It's not it's not just wiping it clean, starting all over. It's like it's like a cup of a poison. Mm-hmm. You, you have the couple points poison in front of you. The only way you, you have to drink, uh, clean it out. So you just keep pouring water into it. Pouring mm. more good. Pouring more, more, more good. As it, it. overflows, it'll like, after yeah. a while, it'll it, just the, be water. Exactly. So that's what we have to do. We have to submerge ourselves in the positivity and the thought process that we need to do. So that we, when, we, when we start doing the work, thought process was not a problem. So that's all we did for those five years. We, it's personal development.
0: So let's talk about the bad for a couple of seconds. Mm-hmm. You were gone. There were some losses there were some sacrifice oh, what do you yeah. think was the the biggest loss like in terms of friends or hey there was a bad business deal like what happened during that time where this was a sacrifice this hurts now but yeah. eh, i see i see the i see the goal
1: yeah well um, it, it was see it was more of a loss for kathy okay because kathy was 18 19 when we met
0: mm-hmm.
1: she like i was out of college mm-hmm. so i was 21 kathy was 19 and she was in her like that's a prime. We her
0: Yeah, I'm about to have some fun, yeah. Finish high Cat-
1: school, yeah. Me and Kathy would not have been together if she wasn't able to step away from her association. Mm. It's not how oh, she did it for, for, uh, for me, because here's why. Because where I was going and all this mentality I was going, I needed somebody that was willing to grow at the same pace with me. Mm-hmm. So if she went to party and just do, do that, that would have been fine. But, man, like, I, that was the biggest loss. Like we, A lot of people didn't understand what we were doing, friends, family. You know, like they, they all they thought we, uh, we were spending our will, wasting our time. Mm-hmm. But man, like regardless, of what we made, without the money, mm-hmm. the most important thing was the mentality with it because the mentality put us where we are now. Right. So like during that time, that's what it was. We just missed it, it, I don't even look at it as a loss, realistic as a lesson
0: because
1: mm-hmm. what did we really miss out on? Right. If, the, if, if we lost friendships because of that, they mm-hmm. weren't friends anyway. Got you. And if, if, we, if we missed out on whatever events that was going on, it, I didn't look at it, it's it called delayed gratification. Got we you. sacrificed the good. Mm-hmm. For the great that we're gonna have now, okay. So we, we we always had that mentality with it. Like we're not we're not losing anything. We're not sacrificing anything. We're just delaying, right? Like we why why why, why buy a hundred thousand dollar home, row home, and we waited well, we waited ten years for to get the house we really wanted.
0: We really wanted right the dream home. So let me ask you this, right? Yeah. You you at the beginning of the of the show, I was like, hey, you're a CEO of many things. Talk to the talk to the people listening and watching right now. Of the different streams you have. You're CEO of many things. What are the streams that the Andre family is living off of right now?
1: Okay. Um, currently, right now, Andre Family Prize, may our biggest mission statement is to a thousand families be able to invest into the trucking industry in whatever level that they want to.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So three, three of the main things we provide is for our. Uh, one for those that are just looking to learn to actually build build a management company like we did. Mm-hmm. Um, people here, uh, Andre, Fannin probably think it's a trucking company. We're not a trucking company. We are a management company, mm-hmm. where we help other people be able to set up set up the trucks, lease the trucks to other companies, and be able to create a, almost a passive stream of income with it. Mm-hmm. So we we actually put, um, do some, provide a class mm-hmm. where we help people do that. Right. Second thing we do, we do a mentorship for those that are looking to just have one on one to learn to do what we do. Okay. We'll walk you all the way from A to Z. You have access to all the education thought process that we did. Where you able to? like The best part about mentorship, you get to skip the line,
0: right? Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't
1: got to pay this tuition that we already paid going paid, through it. yeah. So I tell people what the time, like that's the one thing I that throughout this last ten years that was big for me is mentorship. I right. finally understand the, the what value. the value of mentorship is and the difference between mentorship and advice and all these other all mm-hmm, different things. Mm-hmm. And then on the other piece, we do an investment piece where a lot of people that are just looking, they're not looking to um, worry about anything. Mm-hmm. We'll actually help you find your truck, set it up with the contract, we'll manage it on the day to day for you. And you literally could get a, a passive income all the way through with it. Um, and then my wife, man, you, when you all get to see her video, you've probably seen it already. She completely does a whole financial piece where she literally manages a lot of people's uh, books. Um, as far as, because we've seen a lot of businesses, they don't know how to w- run their income statements. They don't know the difference between gross and profit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, and, so, she,
0: and she does all that for them.
1: Yep. She does all that for our company. She does all that for them, too. Okay, and, uh, so that's what th- that's what the main streams that we've been doing now. Mm-hmm. We still have our our, our original company we started with with, the, with Amway, where we still create a passive stream for me that still co- brings in the check. Nice, um, nice. And then at this point, man, like we're at a phase that my wife does not work anymore. Excellent. So yeah, you retired thing. your wife. Congratulations. Yes, so, okay. um, so now, like that's the whole goal. Our whole focus is 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 nurturing these seeds that we've already planted. Right. And, and what's
0: what's awesome about what you have done and created this this was. Now Amway was started a while ago. You're, mm-hmm. you're 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 getting the fruit from that now, mm-hmm. um, but a, a lot of what you've built was over the during a pandemic. You've built yeah. something during a recession, and <laughs> yeah. talk about that pivot when everybody is panicking. And granted, everyone has different problems. Like mm-hmm. when you're trying to figure out how to he- eat, I don't I don't have time to figure out how to plant seeds. Right, now. I got to figure out how to eat. So I know there's a different journey there. But talk to us about 2020 and what that was like when. When you guys had a conversation, all right, let's do this, let's build this, and this will turn into this. Yeah. What was that conversation with you like, and your wife?
1: So um, I remember one of the videos you said um, in the beginning of the pandemic, you said it will be this year will be the biggest distribution of wealth. I did happened. say that.
0: I saw it immediately, bro.
1: So when that happened, um, we were like, you know, we were looking at things starting down. The craziest thing that happened when the, when some stuff started down was the only thing that was moving was trucks. Yeah, And we have already been yeah. in the trucking industry and we're just looking at doing it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. We aren't looking at uh, bringing people on. We aren't looking at managing through people's truck. And being with the mindset of from some of the different mm-hmm. things that we've done, mm-hmm. we wanted to find a way to create it, create, a, create, a residual with it. Right. So we was like, the best way we could do it is help other people create the money that they need and we just charge a small fee for, for doing that. For doing the work, yeah. So in that process, uh, man, th- this was the perfect time to do it because so many people were liquid. Mm-hmm. They were getting the SBA loans, they were doing this, they were doing that, and they didn't know what to do to with do the with money. money. yeah. So we just provided an outlet. We didn't do anything special, we just provided an outlet mm-hmm. for those that that had the money to be able to, do, to invest and then create something with their long term. Mm-hmm. So at the time, we were just trying to find a way to really, act, what's called, um, um, ourselves out the equation. Mm-hmm. I've mm-hmm. already said this, I man, I'd rather find a way to get 1% of 100 people's effort, mm-hmm. versus 100% of my own effort. Right. I could have all these trucks myself. But man, like, what happens when something happens to the trucks, or something happens to me? To me, right, right. My income could stop at any given time, mm-hmm. so I need to find a way to t- what's called ten exit.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So if I help a, a thousand people be able to make, they're making 1500 dollars a week. Imagine how, what's the return on the back end for me? Right, right, right. I'm not making a million dollars from one truck, mm-hmm. but even if it's hundred dollars for managing it, you multiply by a thousand, yeah. they go hundred grand right there. Hundred grand right there. So that's all we we switched it. We just we just took it from being, oh, let's do this for ourselves. Mm-hmm. How can we benefit to other people? Mm
0: -hmm. And what's amazing about what you did there, right? Mm -hmm. You took that idea and you turned it into three different businesses. And then you was like, oh, hey honey, you could manage all these people's books. And then you got the course online also, right? Here's another kicker. So you're gonna write a book about this journey right it, yeah, what I'm saying so that's going to turn into something different yep. and people are going to ask you to come and speak that's another revenue so it's amazing how one business begets a bunch of other businesses because yep. right now people ask me to come and speak I used to talk for free so Temple University wrote me my first check to speak and it was $2,500 I was like oh I don't I don't meet up for free anymore okay. oh Hermie you want to sit down for a cup of coffee nope, nope. <laughs> I can't do that anymore because yeah. I've been there, there's a price for my time now um, and then somebody else paid me a couple of grand to talk for an hour. I was like, oh, this is a thing. So now that's just another revenue stream. Yeah. Some people say, hey, you want, can you speak? I was like, yeah, just you know, hit up my assistant. She'll send you whatever. And it just turns into different revenue streams. And then when I'm talking, um, I'm talking about my book yeah. so that people go get the book. So it's really important to get different revenue streams going when you have one good idea. Exactly. It takes you um, to another place. So that's excellent. So listen. This is what you did in the first ten years. Talk what the next ten years are gonna look like for your business. Next if, ten
1: years, completed billionaire play.
0: Billionaire play. Billionaire okay, play. that's like, heavy.
1: A billionaire play, cause like we, what we've done is just off pure excitement. Okay, like I, 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 one of my favorite quotes says this, man. He says, "I'd rather have," It um, says, "I'd rather have," what's the what's the word I'm looking for? I would say, "I'd rather have ignorance on fire versus knowledge on ice." What I've learned that a lot of people may. Well,
0: one more time, everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> gonna rewind the podcast.
1: So let's not let's save them that yeah. trouble. You gotta say that again. Yeah. So I'd rather have ignorance on fire versus knowledge on ice. In the age that we are now, is not is what I've learned. is not even it's not even about whether you have the information. Or not. There's so much information. on YouTube has created so many millionaires and billionaires. Right. There's, it's not anything you want to do under the sun at this point that you can't find a video and go go get it.
0: Go get it. Yeah.
1: So it's not about a lack of information. We have so much information, information, we're just not doing nothing with the information. Mm-hmm. I'll take the person that don't understand everything mm-hmm. and go out there and just did it mm-hmm. and, just, and just figured it out. Because that person learned a lot. Exactly. So that's what we did in the beginning. Yeah. We didn't understand everything. We, had, we just had, we just had um, ignorance mm-hmm. on fire. Mm-hmm. So we were just excited. We ain't no fool. Everything we were doing, we just ran out and did it. Mm-hmm. Now that we understand what we're doing, we're just going to keep the same excitement, the same fire with and the let's knowledge. Let's and let's And now, now we're going to put the play together where it's a billion-dollar play.
0: That's heavy talk. So the next 10 years, next it's, 10 a billion, years. it's a, so, a, a yeah, billion-dollar it's it's billion
1: move. It's a billion-dollar move. Like next so now,
0: years. just like you, Ronald, when yeah. he first told you, hey, I'm trying to start this business, and all you knew was going to college because that's all that was deposited in you. Yep. So now anybody that comes and you tell them you're about to make a billion, they're going to be like, what? In 10 years? It's okay. So you're going to tell them, uh, excuse me, get out of my way.
1: No. Yeah, what, I'm telling you get out the way, but like, I'm not going to push him out the way because mm-hmm. I, was, I was that person. If Ronald that pushed me out the way and did not, Give me a chance again. Right. I don't know where I could have been. Where you could have been. We're, I've learned that there, we got to categorize people. Mm-hmm. Man, there are people you spend three minutes with.
0: Mm-hmm. There are
1: men's people you spend 30 minutes with. There's people we spend like three years with. There are, there are some, there's some people who only can have a three minute conversation because you just don't understand where we're going to go. So it's right. only three minutes. Hey, man, you, I'm going to show you the same love in that three minutes, but you just know I'm, I'm already gone.
0: I'm already gone.
1: There's people we could do 30 minutes where we could talk. Right. But then there's people like this where we, right. have, we could be talking about lifetime conversations. Lifetime conversations. Where right. our kids are going to be, be together. Right. So I categorize people with that. Man, mm-hmm. if I if I share if I talk to you and you're not there yet, you mm-hmm. you're just a, th- th- a three minute person, and there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You have to grow. You have to, you start off somewhere. I love it. But I'm just not gonna spend years traveling with you talking about uh, you know financial freedom and all this because you're not gonna get it. Because you're not gonna get it. Gonna and get it.
0: and that's okay. okay. And and that's one lear- one lesson I've learned because I was just so hyped to help everybody. Like yo, yep. get your credit fits. Let's get you some business credit. Let's invest, right? But the message isn't for everybody, and that's okay. Some people, they're happy working a nine-to-five, and that's okay. Um, Not everybody is built to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody is meant to be a business owner, and that's okay. But what I do stress, though, everybody has to be an investor. Your money has to work for you. all right. Like Even if you don't want to start a business, your money has to invest because that will give you some type of freedom. So last question, right? I ask this question um, to everybody. All right? So uh, how old are you right now? Thirty. You're thirty years old, right? Yeah. Um, you're going to live, I'm gonna speak this into your life, you're gonna live a very long time, you're gonna run into Sherby Andre at eighty years old. You're gonna run into that man. Yeah. What do you want that man to tell you? What do you want him to say to you? The eighty-five year old Sherby.
1: Same thing I was saying myself now. Congratulations. You did it. Dang. That's I, it. It. I love I, it. Because I, I, the word he, he said, um, what you don't never want to be is to meet the person you could have been. Mm.
0: Yeah, that's how you, nobody wants to meet that yeah, person. Nobody
1: want to be. When you look, you're like, oh, man, that's who I could have been. That's who I could have been, yeah. No, I want to meet the person I, uh, that I am. That I am.
0: The, per-
1: yeah. the person I should be. So the person I could have been is the person I'm going to be. you like, so, yeah, like, I knew it. <laughs> all, that, all that potential stuff, like, for now and the next 40 years, I'm going to leave every potential, everything that God put in me on the floor. Excellent, excellent.
0: Like, so listen, um, people listen to this podcast, they're really intrigued. They want to join your mentorship or your investment um, company or they want to learn about your management. Numbers, email, Instagram. How can everybody get in touch with you? All
1: right, perfect. So, uh, for any info, you could you could uh, send an email to admin at andreafamilyenterprise um, If you want to get details on our actual mentorship as well as our uh, management, you could literally go under Mister Mister underscore af, AF legacy, mm-hmm. or you could go under andrefamilyenterprise, uh Instagram. You'll be able to fill out the forum as well. Click on there. You have access to the class to the mentorship all the way through, right on the, um, on the link. The link tree's right there. And uh, we'll be coming out with the official website in the next 30 days, so that, that you can look out for that. That will be all the details, everything directly on there versus the link tree. Excellent. Yep. And then you could reach out to me personally. Mm-hmm. Those that have my number, you have my number. You have my number. Those <laughs> that don't, you can email me at Sherby.Andre <laughs> at It's S-H-E-R-B-Y. Dot Andre A-N-D-R-E at andre Yeah,
0: you gotta be careful because this is gonna. It's going on the internet. Oh it, yeah. Your phone number is forever. Oh like, yeah. This podcasting. I've going had over. the same
1: number since I was 15, and I don't plan on changing it. Me this. too. I've had
0: the same number. Bro, thank you so much for coming on the Execute oh, Podcast. Thank you, you for me are on. definitely an executor. Um, congratulations to success, and in ten years, we're gonna do this again. Oh yeah, a billion dollars, right? A Billion dollars. All right, guys, thank you very, very much for tuning in. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you once again for joining us on the Execute podcast. Episode number six, this is the nepotism episode. I'm having my brother Kevin Dulce, CEO of 1990 on this episode. We're gonna talk about family, we're gonna talk about friends, we're gonna talk about business. You don't wanna miss this episode. Stay tuned. Welcome everybody to another episode of Execute with Mr. Results. This is the nepotism edition. (laughs) Um, We got my little big brother um, on here, Kevin Dalsy, CEO of 1990. Thank you for coming on the episode today. Thank you for having me, bro. Truly, truly appreciate it. So I think this is going to be more of an intimate um, interview than we usually do. Um, We're definitely going to talk about business. Um, You're officially retired. You quit your six-figure job from Wall Street. We got to talk about that crazy story because I don't think everybody knows that story. We're going to talk about family a little bit. So real quick, let's talk about your journey and how you executed i want you to tell everybody the funny story about when you graduated college right mm-hmm. and you were in connecticut i want you to tell everybody how you got your first figure six-figure job at like 21 mm-hmm. was it Tell everybody that crazy story
2: so i remember when i graduated college i actually went to college pre-med biology um, minor in business so mm-hmm. When I went to East Strasburg University, they call it the Harvard of the Poconos, uh, I was a pre-med biology major because of my parents. It was, you're gonna be a doctor, you're gonna do this. I actually took my MCAT and everything um, while I was there. So I ended up going to Connecticut for a job. I was selling doors, windows, and siding for a company called Power Home Remodeling. I thought it was a completely different job. It was a completely different title for the job they were telling me i was going to be a business development manager over there and i was like okay this is perfect coming out of school um it was all cap so my first day on the job they was like all right you know you're here for the first day they put me in a minivan and they dropped me off in a neighborhood and i'm like wait a minute wow they was like yeah you're gonna be knocking on doors and selling windows siding and roofing You didn't know that until they dropped you off? I didn't know that until they dropped me off. Mind you, packed up a U-Haul, put all of my belongings in there, got a new bed, couches, everything, and moved all the way to Connecticut, six hours away from my family, driving. That's crazy. Terrible. I probably lasted three months there. I ended up applying for jobs, applying for jobs, applying for jobs. Uh, My cousin was in New York at the time. Um, He was working for Google. So... I applied for a job called Marcus Evans. Uh, it's an international uh, marketing firm that does uh, summits all around, the, all around the globe. So they have 63 offices um, in every country that you can think of. Mm-hmm. So I started working at Marcus Evans. I went there, there as a junior account executive. I worked my way all the way up to GM. I was making, my checks were like 35,000. Like nice. literally like $35,000 checks. I was 21 years old, and when I tell you I was blowing my money, Mm. I was blowing my money. It was terrible to watch. Going crazy, I was in grad school, I was working on my MBA, so it was was just a lot that was going on while I was there. I ended up coming back home um, because my father had a stroke. So I came back home, I started working for a company in Center City, Philadelphia. Same rule, I was a director then and I was making six figures again when I came to Philly. So I've been making six figures since I was 21 years old and not a lot of people can say that they were making that much coming out of college. So me making that money, me understanding corporate America, the mentors that I had within corporate America and understanding um, different type of wealth is crazy. I was around commissioners of the NFL. I was around... Um, CEOs, CFOs of major healthcare institutions and long-term care institutions, uh, different, every single type of corporation that you can think of, those were the people I was surrounding myself with and just connecting with and listening to how they got into positions that they got. But that's not what I really, really wanted. I wanted more. So I remember, oh man, I was working for a company out in Harrisburg. It was, a, it was a media company. I was their VP of strategic partnerships. I started working for a tech company. They consulted me over to work for a tech company out in California. So I was like bi-coastal mm-hmm. going back and forth for a while. And I was, when I first came on, I had got a deal.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now with that deal that I got in my contract, I was getting 5% ownership in, in the tech company out in California. So come to find out, my boss lied to me. He didn't even have any ownership to give in that tech company. And I felt so slighted, I was bringing in millions of dollars in seed funding uh, on the investor relations side to help this company grow to where they are today and now they're a conglomerate, right? So after I realized that and I sat down and I'm like, I told my brother, to start his own company, why am I making these com- these companies hundreds of millions, if not billions of dollars? Um, not seeing nothing. And not seeing nothing. I'm getting paid less than 1% on that, like 0.01% percent, percent yeah. on that. Mm-hmm. I felt like a number. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was replaceable. I could be replaced at any moment. I didn't feel the value. I was stressing. I was driving. Uh, hour and a half to Harrisburg, hour and a half back home, I was avoiding traffic. Even though I didn't have to go into office every day, it was still, my time is valuable. And I understand that so much now as an entrepreneur that I hate my time being wasted. Mm-hmm. I hate it so much. Don't call me with no BS. Mm-hmm. Don't waste my time. As my brother says, I don't, speak or meet with anybody for free because mm-hmm. my time is very valuable. So that was just my journey uh, before quitting my job. It took me seven years. It didn't happen overnight. Everybody thinks that that success stories happen overnight. My company's about to be, I retired two years ago in March. Mm-hmm. Um, so about my to, be about to be Yeah, so my company is about to be two years old. I've grossed almost a million. Mm-hmm. So I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud of my company i'm b- very proud of how far we come i've said this since i was younger and i tell my brother this all the time i don't care about a million dollars a million dollars isn't anything i want to be a billionaire with mm-hmm. a b
0: that's it so that's a great intro so one thing i want to take away from that is you talked about mentorship right and that's a running theme that we've been getting a lot with the guests that we came on there was a men- um, there was a mentorship that said something Gave some gems. So, what was one of the best mentors you had and a a, a gem that you give to our listeners right now that they gave you?
2: One of the best mentors I had, besides my brother, because I don't want this to be super intimate and nepotism, as he says, but one of the best mentors I had was Amy Ramsey. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: Amy Ramsey changed my life. She was pretty high up over at Marcus Evans when I worked there. She taught me, <laughs> this is so funny, it's just the little things that she taught me. When you go to somebody's house, never go empty-handed. Mm-hmm. And I already knew that from my parents. But you were least, young when you when met I her. But I was young yeah. when mm-hmm. I met her. So it's like, bring a bag of ice, ask them to do that in cups, bring a bottle of champagne. This is what escargot is. Like, mm-hmm. I learned so much just from being around her. Mm-hmm. Tape trainings with Napoleon Hill, having me read different books, it was it was crazy about how much she taught me. Tony Robbins, ten xing your business and just growth and strategy. I remember one day I was in the office and I believe I closed my first deal in the office and it was like a major major thing. When you close your first deal, back in the back on Wall Street they used to cut your ties, but in here they had a dong. So every time somebody closed a deal, they got up, we rang the dong in the mm-hmm. office, and it was like a really big deal. And she was like, "This is your first of many," and just remember. With this being your first of many, things change, people change, and your life change. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm.
2: when I look at that now, moving forward, the more money I made, the smaller my circle became. The more money I made, the 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 more I thought about more things that I wanted out of life. Mm-hmm. So like Jay Z cha- like Jay Z says, it's this line he says, uh, particularly about the money didn't, people say that you changed because of the money you had, but no, I changed because I continued to grow. Mm-hmm. The and money you didn't the, change
0: me. Yeah, I changed. Yeah, because I'm a different person I'm now. I'm a different yeah. person now, and you stayed the same, same, so
2: I can't surround myself with the same people who, who aren't growing with me. I surround myself with people who are already surpassed me, where mm-hmm. I'm getting knowledge from, who are growing with me mm-hmm. moving forward.
0: I love it. I love it. So I want to talk about um, shout out to Amy, Amy's an amazing person uh, when, we, when we first met. So that's what Wall Street did for you. What did you take from your, um, from making people, literally, we're not gonna say the company's name, but the company's a billion dollar company right now and you have parts in, in making that happen. What, what did you take from making people billionaires to uh, putting into your business right now?
2: It's so crazy that you said that, so check this. If you guys aren't familiar with my company, 1990 Business Consulting, what we do is we aid entrepreneurs to start up their business and we aid them to become six figure businesses. So whether we're helping you get an LLC or registering your business entity, we also help write business plans that give you the structure, whether it's within your operations, your marketing solutions and forecasting your business to make sure that your company is sound. Mm -hmm. If you don't have good foundation, you're not gonna be successful. I'm not saying that every company needs a business plan, but I'm saying that it's smart to have one. Mm -hmm. So what I learned from helping that company become the huge conglomerate that they are today is that if I can make this company a hundred million dollars or a billion dollars, I can make anybody company grow and be sustainable strategically Mm -hmm. um, to be a successful company.
1: Excellent. So I wanted to give
2: back to minorities, give back to entrepreneurs who don't have that education, who don't know where to start first, and make sure that they have all the tools, all the fundamentals that they need to become successful.
0: Excellent, I love it. Now, we, we grew up in the same household, right? So <laughs> I, remember, I remember this conversation sitting down with my dad. My dad, this was a cool story to say before, it's not cool anymore, my dad worked for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my dad actually used to work for Fred Trump, his father, so he knew his uh, Donald Trump's father. Uh, my dad we, my dad our dad was a property manager in New York. So I used, I remember when I told him, hey, I want to start a business. I never told you the story. I was like in sixth, seventh grade, and he's like, what? He was like, no, you like gotta go to school, doctor, lawyer. We're first generation Haitian, so mm-hmm. that's all they know. Your parents can only deposit in you what they know, right? Right. So that's why it's very important for me, and what I'm going to deposit in my children. I learn a lot because they'll only they'll only know what I know, primarily, right? right? Right, right. So he's like, no, like, and he was like, you're, you're, your father isn't rich, so you can't start anything, right? Because even he knew Donald Trump got his bread from his dad and his dad put him on. He's like, you don't Trust have him. a, d-. yeah, he's like, you don't have a dad that's gonna put you on or whatever. And I was like, and, and it, it stopped the dream, right? And then, so I went to college, got an education, and then I'm, I'm not going to bore everybody with that story. But I finally became an entrepreneur because I ran into the right people. Mm-hmm. So now I have something to deposit into, into our kids. So um, what now that's my story with Dad, Right. Mm-hmm. What are and he's our first mentor. What are some things that he deposited in you, good or bad, though, that has put you on that you've taken now and that's important now?
2: <laughs> Look, <laughs> that's French for I'm a bad shit over all the walls of the house. But that, that's not that I grew up in an abusive household. That's because I was a tyrant. Right. I i, I didn't want to listen to anything. I was the last child and I was, I'm was i the youngest sibling out of three. So, mm-hmm. of course, Herman's the oldest than my sister, and myself. So, right. I was just running amok. I was a rebel. I got away with murder. As right, my you last, say, because you was the, ki- the last. And the
0: parents are tired. Um, yeah. By the time they got to you?
2: Yeah, by the time they got to me, they, they, already, they already beat Herman to yeah. death. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Now, Herman's the poster golden child. Alleged. Ale- Herman is the golden child. Uh-huh. But my dad, his work ethic, no matter what... Facts. If my dad was an A-type personality. Mm-hmm. He was waking up at five o'clock in the morning.
0: Sunday to Sunday.
2: Every day. He mm-hmm. would come He would come home on Fridays because he used to work in New York. He would travel to come back to Philadelphia. When he got home, my mom would have food for him on the table. You know, typical Haitian household, take care of her men, their, their, their husbands. My dad would wake up at 5 o'clock in the morning. He would start raking the leaves outside, mowing the lawn. He would always find something, something to, to do. do. Always. And what he did to me was he used to wake me up. He was like, you want McDonald's? Yeah, yeah, I definitely want McDonald's. Next thing you know, I'm at Home Depot. Next thing you know, I'm at Lowe's. Next thing you know, I'm getting gravel. Next thing you know, I'm learning how to change a tire. Next thing you know, I'm on the lawn outside from like seven, eight o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. and now I'm not done doing all these chores till like five o'clock in the afternoon. So just having that work ethic. When my dad got sick, when he had his stroke, we started to see the house fall apart. Apart, Did you remember that? Everything started falling apart, like plumbing, Roofing, does he the, maintain the, it? The toilet mm-hmm. stopped running properly. It was just little things that started falling apart, and we're like, "What is going on?" But then, I started to realize that the little things that he did over a period of time was keeping the foundation sound.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what
2: I mean? So, it's it's the little steps. It's the steps that you take to build that foundation to make sure that your house is structured in the way that you want it to be structured, and you can use that in the same business um, terminology the way that you build your business from the ground up, the little steps that you take daily to make sure that you can scale your business and grow your business, and the services that you implement in your business can help you become, can help you get to $100,000, can help you make a million dollars, to help you make 10 million, 100 million, or a billion dollars, whatever you whatever you desire to do, those little steps will help you get there.
0: Um, I, I wanna, yeah. wanna re- reiterate that and hit it on the head Um, one of the most important things our father taught us was consistency Mm -hmm. um, and hard work. Now, if hard work would make people a millionaire, everybody would be a millionaire. But the consistency, right, that that helped me in my business. I wake up 5.45, 6 o'clock every single day, just like he did, right? Now, what I give my time to makes me free, but I work out every day, right? And then I put the time into the business, Mm -hmm. right? I put the time into the investments, partnerships, relationships, going out, shaking hands, kissing babies. And Bella Stone and Olivia Monroe has grown something ridiculous. But those seeds from seeing that man do that consistently all the time. I was like, well, he can do it. Then I can do it. But I just channeled that energy into, into something different. So I want to talk about something a little bit more intimate. Right. We talked about this um, behind the scenes real quick. So you missed this. You missed this family trip. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, it's all right so we had a family show i think it was like five years ago right yeah, it was definitely it was five years this year five years this year um uh, my my man's is getting married shout out to to judith and bert um he was getting married 10 year anniversary they got married young by the way like i'm like 35 Are they 10 years in yeah no now they're 15. 15 now they're 15, they're 15 but but i'm in my mid-30s and you've been married 10 years that's crazy i know yeah so he was bugging but anyway so uh he's like yo let's go to mexico so we go to mexico and and then we was like, yo, let's make it a family trip. So we got my mom, my dad, my sister, my nephew, my mom's sister, so my aunt, mm-hmm. um, Ashley, Ashley, Kensley, our cousins. Like we just, we was like, yo, we're just gonna make this a family trip. We've never done a family trip before. If you know anything about Haitians, they work, work, work. Mm-hmm. Vacations is like weekends when they go to church or something. There's no, there's no vacation. Mm-hmm. So we was like, we literally had to help our dad pack his, his, his. his um, Suitcase, literally. you remember, remember
2: that. I remember we was. It's crazy that you said that because yeah. I remember we were in the basement. Mm-hmm. And this All is of when, us. And this is when this is when I heard that my dad was going to have a stroke. Mm-hmm. Right. So I remember it so vividly, vividly. I remember that. We were in the basement, he was packing, he was actually trying on his swim trunks and his shirt. He had on a turquoise shirt mm-hmm. and he had on like these turquoise swim trunks. And he was like, oh my God, he's really like matching it, like full yeah, body yeah. matching it. Right. So he was like, yeah, you know, I was at the doctor's because I kept getting like these shocks in my leg. And you know, I've been driving it, and it feels like my legs just like All right, no. go out. Mm-hmm. Mind you, everybody else is talking.
0: Everybody's talking. Everybody's (laughs) packing something different for him. And (laughs) And everybody's like, like, what? What
2: What are you talking about? What
0: are you talking about? Yeah. One week later. One week later. Yeah. So, we go go to Mexico. He has an amazing time. My family has an amazing time. This is the first time my family has ever left the country um, for vacation. Literally, no Disney World, no nothing. Mm -hmm. And my dad has a time of his life. Um, They're so disconnected (laughs) <laughs> from vacation, my dad didn't understand the concept of all-inclusive. I'm talking about we drinking, we eating. They, they got hotel credits um, to go swimming with the dolphins. So my dad swimming with dolphins, having the time of his life. My dad would have never thought he was swimming with a dolphin. He's like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. And he's, I remember the last day he was there, You, won't, you uh, I, I never told you this, he's drinking um, a mimosa sitting on the beach. And then we had like a two second moment. We're not really touchy-feely, lovey-dovey type of family. Definitely not. Definitely not. But he was like, thank you. And I was like, for what? He was like, this is crazy. He was like, to sit here and to enjoy, he's like, this is crazy. I've never, I've worked 30 years, I've never had a vacation. He's like, this is crazy. So we get home, gotta wrap up the story. We get home, literally the next day, my dad has a stroke, a debilitating stroke, paralyzed on his left side a couple years later he has another stroke so he's he's totally paralyzed right now he's he's bedridden but i i brought this story up because i think it's really important because for me and you could tell me your thoughts on this the seeds that he planted in us right whether or not he knew it or not let us with a are a beginning seeds of entrepreneurship yeah and now we are both able to take care of our mother and father in retirement because my dad got a social security check a reward letter, right? He got a reward letter. The United States government during a pandemic cut his benefits from 1700 a month to 1100 a month, mm-hmm. right? This is this is what he worked 30 years for, right? Because he was supposed to get um, a pension, Social Security, and 401k. Mm-hmm. I think altogether the check is probably 2000 right? A little bit over, yeah. Yeah, but, but all three of those legs, right? That's what people are supposed to live off of. So when I stress financial literacy. When I stress, you can't afford not to fix your credit. You can't afford not to invest in yourself because everybody has an excuse for everything because everybody's 20, right. they're 30, 40, they're living a while. well, but you're going to meet the 60-year-old person. You're going to meet the 70-year-old person who's going to take care of you. So I think we, we were blessed that we're able to financially take care of our parents. They don't have to worry about anything, mm-hmm. right? All their bills are paid. They're, they're definitely taken care of. So that's why I think as my mentor that was the most important thing that he gave me to help him out now seeing your dad the way you see him now what are your thoughts and in the information that he mm-hmm. gave you and who who you're becoming right now
2: don't cry bro this is on tv no bro. i'm not like, gonna cry this on tv because i I'm do emotional think, I, bro i think about my dad constantly every single day right so right I think about him every day i think about um his disability i think about me him possibly not being able to see my kids born one day. I look mm-hmm. at my I look at my nieces and nephews and see the time that they spend with him. Mm-hmm. Now like my dad is bedridden and my nieces are climbing all over him like I want to go see pop-up and I remember my dad used to take my nephew in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, when he was Malachi, in the cab, Malachi yeah, yeah. and that they were best friends, friends. Yeah. literally oh, yeah. best friends. Nope, right, right. going outside with Papa, Pop, my dad Pop. buying him a bike, like dude, literally yeah, 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 all the yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. My dad used to call me Bobby. Mm-hmm. I don't know where he got this name from. It mm-hmm. does not match Kevin Dulce at all, but my nickname was Bobby. My dad revoked me of the nickname and gave it to uh, gave it to my nephew. Yeah, yeah. My, uh, my brother Fitz was telling me about this story the other day, like, mm-hmm. yeah, he didn't even call you Bobby anymore. That was Malachi. Charked. So right. Just growing up around that, and my dad put a lot into me to make me into the man that I am today in Mm -hmm. terms of consistency, like Mm -hmm. you said. I'm consistent in everything that I do, and when I feel like I'm inconsistent, I begin to get anxiety and insomnia because Mm -hmm. it was put into me so young Mm -hmm. that you have to work for everything you want, and you need to be consistent and determined for everything you want.
0: Mm -hmm. Got you, got you. I I love it. So, I always ask this final question mm-hmm. uh, before we wrap up a show or a podcast. So, how old are you now? I'm 30. 30. Oh, you're a baby, you're a child. <laughs> um, so, you're 30 years old. You've actually accomplished a lot in 30 years, right? And I always tell people this real quick I don't think success goes like this on an in- incline. I think success is exponential, it goes like this because if I know 10 things, that means I'm not gonna turn it into 20. I could turn tens 10 things into 50. I could turn 50 into 1,000. So it goes up very quickly. So I, not so cause that's how money compounds, mm-hmm. that your knowledge in yourself, you can compound your success also. Um, I forgot where I was going with my thought, but oh yeah, you're going to meet, you're 30 years old, you're gonna do a lot in the next 30 years, right? You're gonna meet the 80 year old Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. You're gonna meet that man one day, What is that man going to say to you?
2: Thank you. Okay. He's going to say thank you for the time that you put in when you were younger. Mm -hmm. Thank you for being consistent. Thank you for staying determined because you wouldn't be sitting here (laughs) off the coast of Monaco, Mm -hmm. off Mm -hmm. the coast of Italy. Right, right, right. Sitting on your 100-foot yacht. You big. <laughs> <laughs> owning the NBA team. Right. You wouldn't be there. So, it's a thank you. Keep being consistent. Keep working.
0: Whenever I, I ask these people, far. whenever I ask people this question, everybody says something big at the end. So, it's an NBA team on a 100-foot yacht on 100 the coast of America. Mm-hmm. Period. Period. That's going to happen or it's going to happen. I, 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 I love to hear it. So, listen, um, real quick, I want to ask you one more question. So, a lot of mentors in your life, you talked about Amy, you talked about your father, the lessons you learned at Marcus Evans. Somebody on this podcast, the CD show, is listening to something right now. You want to give them something real quick? Real quick. Anything.
2: Stop being lazy. Uh, it. Stop being lazy. I know there's people who have, I've gotten a ton of people, and I want to touch on this really quick, and I mm-hmm. won't be yeah. too long. I've got a ton of people after me and my brother gave this donation um, to somebody in Philadelphia. Now, nah, shout it, out to Sawd. I didn't want to say any nah, names. nah, Shout out to Sawd. Shout out, out to saw, saw shout out the Country cooking. cooking. yeah. Y'all see it. Y'all see it. We it. gave a $25,000 donation to her new restaurant. Mm-hmm. When I mean I was bombarded with people looking for donations just for handouts, that's not how it works. Mm-hmm. Okay? Sawd so put in a lot of work for her business. What she was doing, she was cap raising for her business. She was finding seed funding for her business so that she can grow her business. I know that certain people don't have the means Mm -hmm. to get where they want, but I'm telling you, YouTube University is free. There are 24 hours in a day. I read somewhere that CEOs only sleep four to five hours a day, Mm -hmm. okay? Put in the work, no matter what it is, and you'll be successful.
0: That's a great gem. That's a great gem. So people want to reach out to you. Um, They need an LLC.
2: They need a business plan. Give them your information. So you guys can reach me on Instagram on my personal page at KevinJ.Dulce, D-O-L-C-E, or at 19 nineteen N-I-N-E T-E-E-N nine zero underscore business consulting. I know that was really long, but you guys can find me. The best number to reach me at is 215-902-6055. Welcome. Okay, you chalked, so you gave the internet
0: your phone number, and this podcast is going to live forever. So
2: it's, It is going to live forever, it's, and it's
0: fine. It's a wrap. I appreciate you, Kevin Dorsey, CEO of 1990. We appreciate you. It's been another episode of Execute. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. I'll talk to you soon.